0: Welcome to the Dynasty Pros Fantasy Show, where we talk all things fantasy football from player news, rankings, projections, and even trade advice. Everything to help you win your fantasy football league. And now, your hosts, Bob
1: and Rob.
0: Hello, and welcome to the show. I am your host, Bob. And I'm Rob. And in today's episode, we're going to give you our top 10 bold predictions. But first, we want to thank you for listening to the show.
1: Yeah, guys. So uh, I think it'd be super awesome if everybody on whatever platform you're listening to that you go on there, hit subscribe, rate, review. Uh, We're getting this podcast thing started. We're having a good time, enjoying what we do. We love bringing you some good content, and we'd like to hear how we're doing. So give us some feedback. Let us know. Give us those five stars because you know we're good. But go ahead and uh, hit those subscribe, rate, and reviews button for us, please.
0: Yes, that'll help us out a bunch. Um, you know, we're doing whatever we can to help you win that fantasy football championship, and uh, you know, put a little money in your pocket, hopefully. So, um, so like we said in today's episode, we're going to give you our top ten bold predictions for this upcoming season, and some of them are pretty bold. Some mm-hmm. of them you may not. Eh, some of them may not be as bold. But they're bold to us, so uh, we're going to get started. So, so Rob, what do you have as far? What is your number ten bold prediction for this coming
1: season? All right, number ten, Dwayne Haskins. I have this guy losing his starting job already uh, by week four to Kyle Allen. Now there were some reports that came out today I saw that said that the offensive coordinator is impressed with how he's like coming along, learning the playbook. Blah, 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 blah. Let's be real. Uh, Kyle Allen is familiar with old Riverboat Ron systems, as well as Scott Turner's. They both just came from Carolina. Uh, Scott Turner is now the offensive coordinator in Washington. He was the quarterback coach from 2018 to 2019 in Carolina. So he's very, very familiar with Kyle Allen. I don't think they would have gone out to get him like they did after they both went to Washington if they didn't have some intention of using him. So I, I think Kyle Allen's going to be the guy in Washington initially until they're actually comfortable with Dwayne Haskins. Um, now, with that being said, I feel like Kyle Allen has a mediocre season, uh, kind of barely hitting 3,000 yards, maybe somewhere in the neighborhood of 18 to 20 touchdowns and 12 to 14 interceptions.
0: So you don't think that he's, he's just there to back up uh Haskins or or maybe light a little bit of a fire I, I don't know if he's old enough or been in the system long enough to where you you feel you need to light a fire under his ass but um you don't think they just brought in Kyle Allen just because he knows that Rivera uh offense that system and just to kind of have that security blanket just in case of an injury or do you think you I mean you so you see him you know taking that starting job uh, before mid-season huh
1: oh yeah I I wouldn't be surprised if it's – I said by week four, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't start actually week one. Um, And and like I said, it's just because he already knows the systems. He already knows what he's doing. So learning the plays is not going to be an issue for him. Whereas Dwayne Haskins, while they may have every intention to use him, right, and he may be a better quarterback, the, the, the point being is Kyle Allen is already familiar and able to start week one with the system
0: you think he gives them the best chance to win and 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 if that's the case sure. you know you know if that if that happens man what kind of ramifications is that going to have on someone like a Terry McLaren i mean a lot of folks i mean he i wouldn't call him a sleeper but there's a lot of there's those receivers out there that people have high hopes on taking you know that second or third year leap and and scary terry is one of them so oh yeah do you think this has Uh, a a negative impact on on terry to where if that it's let's say hypothetically speaking man it's it's after week three or week four and and coach rivera comes out and says that kyle allen's going to be our starter moving forward he gives us the best chance to win yada 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 i don't
1: i don't i don't think the weapons take much of a hit and that's just because they're out there running receiving routes now quarterback progressions through the routes is a different story like, it's a totally different vision aspect to the game. And I think with Kyle Allen already knowing the playbook, uh, I don't think any player on that team is really going to take a fantasy hit.
0: Hmm. But that's, that's good to know because one of the things you and I talk about a lot and a lot of folks ask us on Twitter, uh, there's a lot of trades and, and trade mm-hmm. questions and trade advice, and, and we do everything we can to help. So if if you were a, a scary Terry owner <laughs> and this happens –
1: are you selling or are you buying? Oh, man. I, I, I think I'm holding. I think and patience is going to be the key here. Like, you have a young team there, uh, and with Ron Rivera and, like I said, Scott Turner, the new offensive coordinator, I think you may need to be patient still, even with the Washington offense. Um, running backs are going to be running backs there. They have some hodgepodge mess of a running back room. I don't even want to talk about it. I don't want to touch it. I just – I stay away from it. I love me some Darius Geist, but I just don't think that anybody there can stay healthy other than the ageless AP. But I, I think uh, you hold on your players. Like, if you can sell them, maybe sell them – I don't even know. Maybe try to sell high now before maybe anything happens.
0: Maybe buy him. I mean, listen, if you don't think he takes much of a hit at all with Kyle Allen in there um – um. Then someone who owns uh, Terry McLaurin in your league, he may panic. It's like, oh shit, man i've I'd, I'd, I'd you know I gotta move this guy or I got to get what I can out of him right now because he's about to plunge. you know he's about sure to you so, know. so
1: I think maybe you know, his stock's pretty high right now, so yes it is. if, if you're in a business and you can get a really good trade for him right now, then maybe go for it right now. And then if the quarterback switch happens or they announce it, like go buy, go buy scary Terry.
0: Yeah, maybe jump. I don't but, think yeah. he's
1: going to take the hit like everyone's going to project he does.
0: Well, that that's something to keep in mind. So, folks, if uh, if this happens, uh, maybe uh, if you can get him on the cheap, take take full advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Go get him, you know. Go get him, and uh, you know, reap the benefits. So, yeah, that's uh that's a, that's an interesting take there, man. You know, shit, <laughs> not even going to make it halfway through the season. So, hey, interesting yep. stuff. All right, well, we're I'm I might number ten bold prediction this year is that Brandon Cooks will finish as a top fifteen wide receiver in PPR leagues. Mm.
1: Um
0: he he's constantly disrespected. There's a there's a handful of wide receivers out there that just does they don't get enough respect. And and it's guys like Brandon Cooks. It's it's guys like uh Trying to think, like a Tyler Lockett, uh, guys like that. That you know, T. Y. Hilton. I mean, T. Y. Hilton. You know, can't stay healthy. You know, he's been hurt and banged up. But when these guys are on the field, they produce. And Brandon Cooks is the number one there because, you know, we, we talk about, we've talked about Will Fuller to death, um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and Will Fuller's great when he plays. But man, he he's a best ball league guy. You know, Absolutely. that's that's what yep. he is now and you can't inv- he he will lose you games because he will get hurt in the first quarter he won't score jack squat and and it's going to and it's going to hurt you and you're going to get beaten in that weekly that weekly matchup but Brandon Cooks yeah you know, he doesn't he doesn't get hurt he's consistent and there's a lot of targets that were forfeited in that offense i mean you know DeAndre Hopkins had 150 targets last year he caught 104 passes for over 1100 yards with seven touchdowns mhm so there's there's gonna be some uh, there's a there's a lot of targets you know uh, to go around, and and so, go ahead.
1: So, the, I guess the question would be then is uh, we're, we're going to talk about rapport with your players as a quarterback uh, and Deshaun Watson is is he going to have that sort of rapport by the time the season starts with Brandon Cooks to make those numbers happen for him? For your bold prediction here,
0: well, I don't know if. The rapport is—that's always important. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, without a doubt. But someone has to get the ball thrown to them. Uh, you know, like we
1: talked about before. Don't forget Randall Cobb's there.
0: You know, Randall Cobb's going to catch some passes. You know, in that in that slot. And Will Fuller is going to be banged up and playing off and on. Um Brandon Cooks is going to get targets. They wouldn't have traded for him if they don't intend on using him. And and. You know, Deshaun Watson averaged about thirty-six passes a game last year, and uh, I believe he was number four in, in the league in deep ball attempts. So, oh, it's going to be
1: great for Cooks then. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. With with Cooks, I mean, he he's a an all around wide receiver. He can run mm-hmm. great routes. He's got the speed. He can catch the ball downfield. And and the bottom line is he's going to get volume, and that's what we're looking for, uh, especially in PPR leagues. And and right now I've got him penciled in for seventy nine receptions, over a thousand yards, and five touchdowns. Hmm. Um, and and he's going late in drafts. I mean, his ADP is not not high at all, and you can get wide receiver two solid wide receiver two production out of him. Uh, this year at a hell of a discount and if you're in a dynasty or a keeper league or something he's a guy that i'm targeting um because someone may you may be able to get him on the cheap but he's going to get so, a lot of targets
1: so is that is that stat line enough to make him Would you say top 15
0: that's what i'm putting him at i think the uh, the volume uh alone is going to put him right there I, I that's what i have him penciled in for um which is going to be borderline, right mid, um, you know, right there, mid wide receiver two range, top fifteen. I've got him as my fifteenth uh, wide receiver in production. Mm. Okay, you know, in my targets. So that's what I kind of have him up there to finish in the top fifteen, uh, which is <laughs> is a hell of a deal for what you can get him at right now. So yeah, um, we'll see. You know, like I said, these are bold predictions. We'll see what happens, but uh, don't be surprised if something like that does happen.
1: <laughs> they right.
0: gotta, they gotta throw the ball to someone there.
1: So. That's true. That's true.
0: All right, what you got for me there?
1: Uh, number nine, Sterling Shepard takes a leap into wide receiver one. Now, I would say this is a bold, this is not a bold prediction, but it is because the guy can't stay healthy. <laughs> so, I think wide receiver one numbers. I have him. Down here, I'm predicting 94 receptions, 1,285 yards, and 12 touchdowns. So he's going to be up there and doing big things for uh, Danny Dimes there in New York. That's so huge. I th- I think, well, I think Daniel Jones is going to be more comfortable with the offense. You're going to have a healthy Sterling Shepard, like I said, and he's going to be um, definitely more comfortable in the system and willing to sling the ball out there a little more. So, as long as Shepard stays healthy, go buy him on the discount now while people are high on Darius Slayton. So, uh, I talked about Evan Ingram before on the show and how I'm pretty high on him. I think everyone's expecting the targets to go to Ingram and Slayton, but if you look at the games where Sterling Shepard actually was in there, he had more volume. So...
0: Well, that, it, it's <laughs> it's like I've heard this
1: before. Where have so I heard well, this? Hold, hold, yeah. hold on, yeah. both seasons that he played all sixteen games, he had over a hundred targets, mm-hmm. and that was with Eli Nudlar Manning. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, the, now he's got Daniel Jones who can sling the ball a little more. I, I'm saying Sterling Shepard's a wide receiver one this year.
0: That's pretty wild, man. It, it, it's kind of funny, is because you know for the last couple of years we've been waiting for Sterling Shepard to kind of break out. Yeah, it's and, driving me nuts. And 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 what I was saying is I've heard this before, and it just reminds me of of the last couple of years saying this about Kenny Galladay, and mm, him yeah, yeah. And, and him finally breaking out last year. Maybe you know, just maybe that uh, Sterling Shepherd is that guy this year. So
1: yeah, be like, a, what is it like a fifth year breakout? song, you <laughs> know. So how many Maybe. have
0: what what was the, what was that stat line you had for him again?
1: Stat line I had was ninety-four receptions, twelve hundred eighty-five yards, and twelve touchdowns. <laughs> I'm telling dude he's a stud when he plays. Right? That's and then you got you got other people on the field demanding coverage and people worried about Saquon all the time. I'm telling you, Sterling Shepard is gonna be a baller this year if he's healthy.
0: Shit, man, that's like DeAndre Hopkins numbers right there, man. Wow.
1: Easy, easy. Wow. Yep.
0: That's good stuff, man. That's the reason why we're doing this
1: episode. Hey, you, yeah, I, may, I may, be, uh, may be eating my words at the end of the season and be like, we'll have a big I'm sorry episode. Like, I'm sorry I told you to buy Sterling Shepherd. I know, like, I should have known better, but I wanted to believe it, so.
0: Well, listen, man, there's a million podcasts out there. There's a million shows. And, and and the whole name of this game is is predicting and doing our research, uh, looking at the past, making you know an educated guess. Man, I, there's people out there that are saying buy this player, and then you know people are saying don't buy this player. It, you know it, you you can listen to two shows where one guy's telling you to buy Leonard Fournette because of this this and this this year, mm-hmm. and then there's others that are saying he's a bust don't buy him you know i don't so. think
1: he's a bust at all this year but that's a whole nother topic i, th- yeah. I think he's a uh, win now if you're and, in win now mode this year that's your guy but. well exactly and his uh
0: you know little spoiler alert i think his name comes up again later on in this episode so oh yeah all right exactly so yeah yeah so that's pretty ballsy man but yeah, that's the name of the game man listen everybody makes their predictions everybody has their projections and about half of the time you're right at best. So mm-hmm. shit, if 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 we if we get five of these right, then then we're doing something right.
1: You know, shit, man, I'm here to have a good time. We're gonna we're gonna try to ball out this year in fantasy football. I'm trying to win some money.
0: Hell yeah! Well, you were talking about having, you know, Sterling Shepard jump into that wide receiver uh, one uh, mm-hmm. category. Well, my number nine is someone that's going to be an RB one this year, and that guy is going to be Cam Akers. And, Ugh. exactly. Okay. Yep, yep. Okay. Listen. <laughs> I'm listening. He's going to get the ball. They're going to, listen, they're talking about doing this committee and, and getting all three running backs, Malcolm Brown, you know, Daryl Dar- Dar- Henderson, all these guys involved. Listen, if they believed in those guys, they wouldn't have drafted Cam Akers.
1: All right? Also, they would have used them last year more when Todd
0: Gurley was having issues. Exactly. And so I, they, they're just being politically correct and saying the right things. But the bottom line, the cream always rises to the top. And, mm-hmm. Cam, and Cam Akers, last year they played a little conservative. Now, they, had some, they, they lost some players on the offensive line. That affected Todd Gurley, obviously. But another thing that affected Gurley was the lack of usage. They were playing it a little conservative with him, and it, it really hurt their season. And I think they're going to write the ship, and they're going to run the hell out of Cam Akers. They're going to throw – there's not many – there may not be a better running back that came out of the draft this year that's better in the screen game than Cam Akers. The only other one I could think of is maybe Clyde Edwards-Hilaire.
1: Um, right, and and also having to deal with a not-so-stellar offensive line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, he's got all the intangibles. He's got the yep. tools. He's he's physically gifted, and you you roll all that up, all those ingredients, and I think you're going to get a running back. I think you're going to get an RB one. Now he may be the twelfth running back on the season, eleventh, but that's RB one numbers. I and still want to have him. Exactly, especially in PPR leagues. Everybody's getting hot and horny over, you know, Edwards Hilaire and, and Jonathan Taylor and a little bit of J.K. Dobbins and DeAndre Swift and all that other stuff. And, and Cam Akers, is, he's getting a little bit of love, but he's, you know, not got the hype that he, these guys yeah, have. Yeah, you're right.
1: And you he's can, just kind of been under the radar a little bit more.
0: I think, you know, if you can get him later on in your draft – um, if you go kind of running back, running back in your first two rounds, and then you want to go ahead and hit the wide receivers hard, Cam Akers is a guy that you can get, uh, you know, in the middle of the draft that I think is going to be a hell of a steal because of just the volume that he gets. And, 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 and here's the thing, though, is in order for him to get into that RB1 uh, kind of fraternity, I guess you could say, some guys are going to have to drop out. And 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 I've got about two or three guys that I don't think are going to be are going to finish as RB ones in PPR leagues this year.
1: Uh, Are we talking about that now, or are they more hot takes? No, no, they're not more hot takes.
0: It's (laughs) it's not a bold prediction. It just kind of goes along with this. But I've got Mark Ingram dropping out of the top, you know, top twelve. I've got Chris Chris Carson. These are guys. You know, Mark Ingram was an RB one last year. He's not mm-hmm. going to be this year. You know, Chris, I agree. Chris Carson was an RB1. He finished as a, as a top 12 running back in PPR. He's not going to this year. And then here's one that, you know. Mm, why? Um, injuries, don't you say Carlos Hyde. Okay. No, I think injuries. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't think he can stay healthy. And I really, really, really do think that they are going to use Carlos Hyde just enough to piss you off. It's they're
1: going, yeah, It is Seattle, so yeah. I don't know if it's Carlos like trying Hyde, to trust a running back in New England.
0: Yeah, I don't know if Carlos Hyde's going st- to. He's not going to be that uh, goal line vulture by any means, or, but he he can catch the ball. He he's he's a good ball player, and they signed him for a reason. And he's
1: better for football than he is for fantasy. Yeah,
0: exactly. And yeah. And, and he's he's going to be involved just enough. That's going to hurt Chris Carson's overall like involvement. His his touches, and f- for that reason, and injuries injuries aside, and everything, I, I don't think he finishes in the in the top twelve. And another guy, I I don't think finishes in the top twelve. That, well, you can almost call this a bold prediction as well, but it's not. But it, it is is Nick Chubb. I don't think Nick Chubb. I, Kareem Hunt is. Oh, let's there. hold on on that. Yeah, we're well, going to save gonna, that for later. Yeah, we're not going to get there. But Nick Chubb, I don't fit. I don't think he finishes there. I think some guys jump into that top twelve. I, Cam Akers is one of those guys. Uh, Joe Mixon was, was an RB two last year. He's going to be an RB one. He's going to. I agree. He he's going to get just tons of looks, tons of touches. He's mm-hmm. gonna he's going to get into that that top twelve. Uh, Josh Jacobs is going to get in that top twelve, and then Kenyon Drake's going to get in there. But we're going to talk about Kenyon Drake here in a little bit. So you know, folks, if you can get. Cam Akers at a discount if you've already had your draft and you can go get him at um at a reasonable price trade for him by all means go for it if you have any uh any questions to us feel free to 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 tweet us and uh, you know kind of tag us in a, in a poll or something of what you would think it would take to get or what someone's offering you know once in return for Cam Akers because I think this is a guy that uh, could be, I don't, don't want to say it's a league winner, but it will help you t- just so much with your depth um, on those bye weeks and could emerge to be your, your RB2. And right now he, he's going to be an RB1. So if you have that, uh, say three guys that are RB1, man, listen, if you have the second or third pick in your draft and you go get like a Zeke or a Saquon, Um, and then on the the turn, you can get maybe Clyde Edwards-Hilaire or a a Kenyon Drake or something like that, and later on, get a Cam Akers. Listen, brother, you're going to have three RB1s on your team. Yeah,
1: you're ready to roll. Yeah,
0: yeah, you're going to be in good shape and go load up at wide receiver, because there's a hell of a lot of depth there this year, and tight Mm -hmm. end, so. All right, well, that's my prediction. Cam Akers, RB1 to finish the season, so what do you got for us there, number eight, big
1: guy? Number eight, man. Uh, so, it's not super fantasy-type related, but it is a bold prediction for the season. And that is that Gardner Minshew takes the Jags to the playoffs. Love it. Love okay, it. Okay, so I, I'm mustache mania. I'm all in. I may be a Steelers fan, but, man, I love me some Minshew. Uh, he's like the, the 70s porn star I always wanted to be. So, yeah. Uh, their, their schedule is, like, average difficulty this year in Jacksonville, so I'm not too concerned about that. They have, like, the AFC South is very tough, but I feel like they're going to pull it off, and I feel like they readdressed their defense because they started losing people in defense, and they needed to fix some holes, and they did it during the draft, and honestly, I think the rookies they picked up are going to be just fine. So Gardner Minshew is going to take them. Um, the expanded playoffs it, like method this year, what is it, 16 teams now? Mm -hmm. uh so expanded playoffs could lend a hand to uh helping the jaguars get into the playoffs but i think he does i think he takes them there
0: hey listen i'm in on that there's there's a lot of hate out there uh for the jags and we talked about this in one of our previous episodes when we covered the afc south um and we talked about the jags in depth Mm -hmm. listen they've got a, a secretly Pretty solid team down there. Mm -hmm. They can run the ball. They've got some pretty darn good wide receivers. Uh, Gardner Minshew is, hey, guess what? He's not a rookie anymore. He has a whole offseason to prepare for this and to be ready to start week one. Oh, yeah. And their coaches have already come out and said that he has all the intangibles. He has what it takes to be successful in this league. And and their defense – is not bad. I mean, they lost Calais Campbell, but that really just freed up for Josh Allen. Freed up that and they still have Yannick Ngakwe. Um, mm-hmm. they had a hell of a draft. They picked up some nice guys on defense. They've got a who did they sign at linebacker? Was it Schubert or Schobert or whatever?
1: Yeah, one of those guys. I don't. I don't from, have it in front of me anymore.
0: Yeah, they signed Joel Schobert or whatever from uh, from the Browns, who's a, just a tackle machine. So yeah, man, that that team is surprisingly. I, I think they're going to surprise a lot of people this year, and it wouldn't surprise me one bit if they did sneak into the playoffs, especially with the expanded playoff system. So yep, yep, yeah, Gardner Minshew, man, I, uh, that's another guy that I like, and how can you not like him, man? That dude, I know that dude's cool as hell. So, <laughs> yeah. He's All fun. right.
1: What's your number eight?
0: Number eight for me, man, is Austin Hooper. Will not finish within the top fifteen tight ends in fantasy this year. He will not be a top fifteen fantasy
1: tight end this year. Okay, and, I, I'm, I'm following. I think. Yeah. I, well, I think it's just a, a, a system thing up there.
0: Well, uh, it is. It is a system thing there because, listen, everybody knows what he did last year, and if somebody's going to play off that and draft him early, hey, I'm all for it because there's a lot of guys that are going behind him in the draft that I personally would rather have in front of him. Uh, Hunter Henry, believe it or not, is going is going behind Austin Hooper. Uh, Mike Gasecki is. Jack Doyle, Blake Jarwin, uh, Tyler Higbee funny as it sounds I mean some of those aren't sexy names but those are all guys I would take ahead of of Austin Hooper I mean that's people I would have instead of him
1: I'm not messing uh, I don't know I think I think the talent's there for Hooper more so than some of those guys like uh I would take him over Mike Kosicki I don't know uh who else did you throw out there in man front of him? Hunter Henry Hunter Henry no way Hunter Henry's he, yeah. he's gonna be the guy I think Jack
0: Doyle, we talked about that in our AFC South uh, episode. I think Jack Doyle has uh, all the tools. If he can stay healthy uh, with with Phillip Rivers being there, he could very much get the volume, get the touchdowns, and and finish as a solid tight end one this year. Uh, Blake Jarwin's kind of a hunch. And Tyler Higbee, uh, Higbee is going to get volume. He's going to get touches. And when he gets the ball in his hands, good things happen. And, And those are guys, me personally now, that I would take ahead of Austin Hooper because it, that Cleveland offense last year. Let me give you a guess: how many targets? How many targets did the tight ends altogether? How many passes were thrown to tight ends the whole entire season last year?
1: Mm, I'm gonna say I don't know, 60 or 70, something like that. Nope. It wasn't a lot. I know nope. that
0: it was actually 69. Nice. 69 targets. 69. I mean, mm-hmm. that's six, not a lot. No, you got Austin Hooper is a, is a touchdown guy, but he did have a lot of touches and he's a volume guy as well. And to finish, if he doesn't have 10 touchdowns, 11 touchdowns, he's not going to be a tight end one because he's mm. just not going to get the, the ball thrown to him very much. And now get let me get, let me put it back out there, man. 69 targets for the entire team. Now, David Njoku was hurt and they had some scrubs in there filling in for him, but still all together. And now David Njoku's not hurt. He's healthy. How's that going to affect? I mean, you got two tight ends there now. So how is that going to affect the overall volume that these guys are going to get? Because you had target monsters like Jarvis Landry had 138 targets last year. You know, Odell Beckham had 133 targets. Um, mm-hmm. But here's, here's the funny thing. After that, there wasn't... One player on the team with 30 plus targets at all, with the exception of the running backs, you know, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. After that, no one else had more than, everybody else had less than 30 targets, tight ends, other wide receivers included. So, yeah. giving, knowing all of that, I'm not messing with Austin Hooper, not with where he's going right now. He's drafted right now as the eighth uh, tied in, in PPR leagues.
1: That's too rich for me,
0: brother. I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm not messing with him at all because I think I can wait, wait, wait. I I did some mock drafts today. Got, I got, uh, Hayden Hurst, uh, way, way, way later than, than Austin Hooper. I would rather have Hurst all day. I think that's a sneaky
1: pickup because he's going to go in there and hopefully take Hooper's targets. Absolutely. So.
0: You know, it could be a red zone, end zone target and, and mm-hmm. I'll take him all day. I'm not touching Austin Hooper this year whatsoever because it's like you said, it's too rich for my blood. Uh there's a there's so many tight ends that are going behind him that I would rather have uh instead of him. So yeah, folks, if you if if you are an Austin Hooper owner, sell. Sell, sell, sell. sell. Get rid of him now before while you can still get something for him because I'm afraid that you're not going to be able to get Jack shit for him uh, here soon. So yeah,
1: week one, week two, when he's not getting a ton of targets, it's going to be too late.
0: Absolutely, I mean you can. Gronk's going behind him. Dallas Goddard's going behind him. Eric Ebron, Jared Cook's going behind him. You can't, you can't mm. tell me you wouldn't rather have it with you being a Steeler fan, you would much rather have Eric Ebron than him. So
1: yeah, yeah for sure.
0: Yeah. All right, man. So what you got? Number seven.
1: Number seven, I have Mitchell Trubisky beats out Nick Foles for the starting job. Now, the fans are initially pissed, as if they like aren't just gonna be pissed no matter what happens. Because there's gonna be guys who be like, oh, Nick Foles, and he's going Nick Foles is gonna go in there and screw up week one, and then they're gonna be mad at the Bears for starting him over Mitchell Trubisky. But if Trubisky wins the job for week one and he goes in there and sucks, they're gonna be mad at any either that Nick Foles isn't playing. I think it's a PR nightmare up there in Chicago to have these two quarterbacks trying to duke it out. Deep. So, But I think Trubisky beats him out. And I think the Bears get stuck with the Foles contract. Uh, I think Trubisky has a, a career year, hitting 4,000 yards and uh, 30 touchdowns. I think he already has rapport with all of his wideouts. So A-Rob and Anthony Miller. Um, and who went there? Who's a tight end now? Jimmy Graham. Yeah, they, so they, got not, of, it's not, they
0: got rid of They uh, got rid right. of Trey Burton. So,
1: yeah. Right. And he went to Indianapolis, so he may take targets away from Jack Doyle like you we were talking about earlier. Uh, he can't but stay
0: healthy.
1: That's true. Neither of them can really, but um I, I think that uh Mitch Trubisky is going to do better with his new offensive coordinator. They got Bill Lazor there. He had a rough time with the Bengals in 2017-2018, but now here's the caveat to that. The Bengals were not a good team. However, they had the third-highest percentage in red zone scoring in the NFL in the time that Bill Lazor was there as the the offensive coordinator. Hmm. So, red zone targets and stuff, that's why I have Mitchell Trubisky being uh, a little higher. So, they get into the red zone, they're going to have a a higher chance of scoring just based off of the plays their OC wants to run. So, 4,000 yards, 30 touchdowns.
0: Hmm. Man, that, that... I'm not going to lie to you, man. That sounds good. I, uh, I've got a, uh, one of my dynasty leagues, uh, draft and uh, free agencies coming up here soon. It's a, it's an auction draft, or well, our rookie draft is snake, but then our free agents we do auction style, and, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Trubisky is a free agent, and uh, it's a super flex league, so. That may be a, a sneaky Go little guy. Go spend,
1: like, next to nothing on him and see what happens.
0: I think I'll be able to get him for absolutely. I think the risk is is definitely worth it with him. And, if, gosh, if he put up those numbers, man, that's gold. That is That is good, good stuff there. So I'm going to stick with the quarterback theme with my number seven. Okay. And I'm going to say that Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones, finishes as a top seven quarterback in fantasy this year.
1: Mm-hmm. Top I like seven.
0: it. Seven. Listen, that guy. I, I, something about him. He he's got it. And he was a rookie last year. Kind of like we were talking with Gardner Minshew.
1: He's he got was a, a turnover machine last year. I think he fixes that.
0: Well, yeah, he's a rookie. You know, yep. I mean, shit. Peyton Manning was a turnover machine his rookie year. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you you get that whole off season to definitely, you know, you know what you're up against now. You've got better preparation. Uh, listen, it, sh- shit. If Sterling Shepard puts up those numbers that you're you're predicting mm-hmm. here, and Darius Slayton puts up the numbers, and you still have Golden Tate there, who's who's a, a great yak guy. I mean, yards after yep. catch yep. and Evan Ingram. Shit, I mean, there, oh, and there's a running, I can't remember that running back they have there, that can, mm-hmm. he can catch Who's a couple, guy? yeah, Saquon can catch mm-hmm. a few passes, so you have all of the ingredients, man, that that makes Daniel Jones a hell of a get this year, oh, I, yeah. you know, listening to people like Brad Evans on SiriusXM, he, he is huge on Daniel Jones this year, and I am as well. And you know, I had him. I've got him in a dynasty league, and and really reaped the benefits of him last year. I mean, he had four games last year where he scored over thirty fantasy points. Um, Jeez, absolutely. And and uh, there's some folks out there that you know, a lot of people think that the Giants, uh, that the Giants are are, are not going to be a very good team this year. They've got right now they got about the seventh easiest schedule uh, out there, um, but.
1: I think they make the playoffs.
0: I mean, that's you know that's ballsy. I don't know if they like. I think
1: the Eagles miss. I'll I'll add uh, an an eleventh bold take: the Eagles miss the playoffs. Yikes! Yikes! Uh,
0: Yeah, Philly will. uh, They'll burn that city down uh, to say (laughs) the least. But no, I I really do think that you know there's a lot of folks out there that think that you know a lot of analysts and everything that think that uh, a lot of these predictions that have the the Giants with a pretty bad record next year if that's the case they're going to be playing from behind a lot which means they're going to be throwing it a lot and Uh I think Danny um, if that's the case he's going to be a garbage time hero Um, but with all of those weapons he has next year um, I think the sky is the limit for him and and I think he jumps right into that you know top seven quarterbacks um, and really starts making some people think about taking him in their top 5 quarterbacks in dynasty leagues uh moving forward you know after this year
1: uh with Yeah, I people. mean in some of the leagues I'm in he's already there. Like in superflex leagues, he's going early.
0: Yeah, like, I still see like Baker and you know, I I see some of these guys that are going in front of him um that I I would per, I personally have him ranked uh, higher than uh, people like, you know, I, I have him all day over Baker Mayfield, um, especially in a dynasty league. Um, I'd take him, this may be crazy, I'd take him over a uh, Josh Allen. Uh, I'd take him over Joe Burrow. I'd take him over people like Aaron Rodgers, uh, Matt Ryan, Matt Stafford. These are all guys that are going ahead of Daniel Jones in, in these leagues. Uh, Jared Goff, I mean, these are guys that I would take, uh, I would take, I don't know if I said Aaron Jones by accident or not, but I would take uh, Daniel Mm -hmm. Jones over all of these guys. Maybe in that Carson Wentz area there, um, but I'm taking him over people like Baker Mayfield. And and listen, he could flirt with top five uh, down the road if, if Kyler doesn't pan out. You know, like everybody, everybody's already uh, appointed Kyler Murray as the number three uh, quarterback out there, just like they did with Baker Mayfield last year. So,
1: yeah, I think people need to calm down on Kyler.
0: Absolutely. Um, if Kyler doesn't pan out and become that top five uh, quarterback, and if Deshaun Watson takes a step back, um, then then I really could see hell, shit. He may he might jump into top five status there. Uh, he could be he could be a league winner this year. There's always those quarterbacks that you can take late. Uh, last year it was Lamar. Uh, who was it the year before? It wasn't Mahomes the year before, was it? I think it was Mahomes the year before. Yep. And then I think the year before that it was Matt Ryan. There's these guys that just, man, just blow up that you get later on in the draft. My guy this year is Daniel Jones.
1: All right, I'm with you on that, I think. I'm ready to see him in action.
0: All right. What do you got? What do you got there, number six?
1: Number six, uh, sticking with the quarterback theme, Cam Newton goes to the Raiders. Now he's still a free agent. I think that the Raiders signed Mariota because they weren't sure what was going to go on. Um, I I feel like because they still have the cap space that they go and get a Cam Newton. Uh, Mariota is not the answer, let's be real. You see what happens. Like You bring Ryan Tannehill in. And Hill just takes the job now. Uh, it, it could just be a, a coaching thing. Like with Adam Gase, he's just not a good coach and doesn't know how to use players. And we've seen players leave Miami and prove that. And then when he leaves Miami, you see players like Devontae Parker take off. Mm-hmm. But um, you're looking at, like, Cam Newton to the Raiders, I think is uh, a, a very, very doable thing for them. And I think it'd be smart for them. It'd be good for their team, good for their image, a can makers in Las Vegas, like his showmanship and everything. I just think it's fitting and what the team would, it, it would match where they're at in the country. I think matches the the team and the weapons they have. And uh Derek Carr's only two and a half million dollar dead cap hit after this year. Yeah, that's, I, that's nothing like no, that's, by, by that's, Derek Carr. Like, yeah.
0: I, I actually didn't see Derek Carr making it as, as horrible as, uh, Mariota is. I really saw him finishing the season as the starting quarterback there uh with the Raiders. Um I Mariota? I, just, I really really do.
1: Ooh, bold take 12.
0: Yeah, I know, right? But Ooh, I really do. I think they brought him in because of Derek Carr. Um I don't think Mariota's any good at all. But I I don't know. I think they're going to get frustrated. With Derek Carr, and I think Mariota is going to take over. Uh, could be mid-season, could be towards the end of the season. But I, I think at the end of the season that Mariota is the starting quarterback for that team. Now, listen, Cam Newton would would definitely be worth uh, them investing in, especially if uh, if they don't believe in Derek Carr, which I don't think that they do. Um, but that would be nice. That'd be a hell of a. That'd be a nice place to see him see him play. That'd be a great landing. Oh, yeah. spot. That would be a good, good landing spot. for It'd be him. exciting. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not
1: a Raiders fan by any means, but it'd be entertaining for sure.
0: Maybe we uh, we need to talk to maybe the back row Raiders show and 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 see what
1: uh, see what his right, is right. With that. Get yeah. old Reggie on there and talk yeah, to him.
0: See what he has to say about that. So good <laughs> stuff, man. You've got you've got the the Raiders picking up Cam Newton. I like it. That'd be a hell of a fit, and they'd sell a hell of a lot of jerseys there too.
1: Oh yeah, they would.
0: Well, all right, where are we at? Number six? All right, yes, man. Yes, sir. I'm going to – my number six bold prediction, Kenyon Drake, top six running back, PPR leagues, book it. Ooh. Finishes as a top six running back in PPR leagues.
1: Okay. And... I, I, I can buy it. I see where you're coming from with that. I've, uh, and, again, this is a, a Adam Gase failure.
0: Yeah, yeah. He is. Yeah. There's a lot of those. There's a lot of those. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I I was reading some, some stuff. Greg Rosenthal at NFL.com says that he could see Canyon Drake have more than 350 touches this coming season. Over 300. You're getting up
1: there with like CMC numbers. I'm telling you. Mm.
0: He touched the ball an awful lot last year. Uh, You know they brought him in uh, in the final eight games after they acquired him. He had 151 touches, and he was he was a a championship winner. He was a a a fantasy championship, you know, player for you last year because in the fantasy playoffs, man, he was a monster. I mean, right,
1: and you had teams that had him like through the beginning of the season. And we're just kind of stuck with him or, I mean, yeah, dynasty we're talking about though. Yeah. Like people are holding on to him, like hoping for whatever, you know, like he's just kind of sitting on a roster and then he gets traded and all of a sudden this team that wasn't going to make the playoffs wins the championship because they went from having like a heartache running back room to the stud, like the guy that gets them there and wins in the championship so and,
0: yeah yeah I mean and, and I think in week 15 of the 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 fantasy playoffs man he had in, in a PPR league he had 39.6 uh, points that that oh. in a playoff game you imagine oh. losing like damn, really dude Kenyon Drake just put you past me you know <laughs> mm-hmm. I just lost because right. Kenyon Drake just blew up on me um and then the following week in, in week 16 in championship week man he had 33.4 points. So he, he he did another 30 something points. I don't know,
1: that's disgusting.
0: I I see it, it, go ahead. It
1: makes me it makes me wonder like how does Adam Gay still have a job? People see these players going everywhere else and having wild success and then it's like okay, well, we're stuck with him. Like I mean, it's just ridiculous.
0: Yeah, it, it it's become uh, comical to be yeah. honest with you. To see the people move on from him and do so much better. I mean, it's like, how bitter must he feel? I mean, it's like when you break up with a girl or or you dump this chick because of something, and then you see her a couple of years later on Facebook or something, or you bump into her and she's just doing so, so well. She married some guy that's hotter than you and makes more money than you, or just more, you know, it just pisses you off. You're like, (laughs) screw her. The hell with her. Right. You know, that's, that's Adam what everyone's Gaze. doing
1: to Adam Gase. That's Adam Gase.
0: <laughs> all these exes, all his exes are doing so well. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. But listen, man, Kenyon Drake was a beast last year once, uh, once they picked him up. Now, David Johnson got a lot of touches there as well. He was involved. Guess what? He's not there anymore. Mm -hmm. And this offense is going to run. They're going to put up some points, and Kenny Drake is going to benefit from this. He's going to get a lot, a lot, a lot of volume, a hell of a lot of touches, and he's going to score a lot of touchdowns. He's going to score double-digit touchdowns easily in this offense, and he's going to catch you know, quite a few passes in it as well. So I see him by far being a top six, finishing in the top six running backs uh, in PPR league. So if you can go get him uh, in a dynasty league, uh, if you, I've, I've done some, some drafts and looked at his ADP. I mean, he's going in the second round, so he's not really at a huge discount there. But if you can still get him um, at the end of the second round, listen, if you've got a top two, three pick, And you end up with Zeke or Saquon or something, and then you're coming back around, and you can take a Kenyon Drake uh, with your second-round pick, home run. Home run. Yes, sir. You're going to have two top six running backs uh, to work with there. And like we were saying, and later on in the draft, go pick up like a Cam Akers because he's going to finish as an RB1 as well. So that's my take there with number six. So what do you got got for me at number five, brother?
1: So maybe instead of a Cam Akers, you pick up a uh, Kareem Hunt. He's going a little later in drafts. Uh, Way I have, late. He is. He is super late. Um, My bold take number six is Kareem Hunt is a top 10 running back in PPR format. Now, you saw what he did when he got back with the team. Yep. He wasn't allowed to do anything with the team until then. So everyone that's high on Nick Chubb, is, they're going to still be high on Nick Chubb because he is the the de facto number one running back there. And that's fine. I don't think that he's the de facto number one point scoring running back there. So where I'm going with this is go buy Kareem Hunt on the low while you can before the season starts, and Kareem Hunt is getting a massive target share from Baker Mayfield.
0: Yeah, he he is a sneaky good pickup, and I think he's Mm -hmm. a— I I was looking at him as like a flex play, because like you were saying, when he came in, I believe it was week 10 last year, he immediately— I mean, from that point on— uh, Nick Chubb was only putting up about 14 points a game in PPR leagues, and 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 Hunt Hunt was, was right behind him. Yeah, he was 13. right there, about 13. Yeah, yeah. He was, So I mean, they were neck and neck. And look how much higher uh, Nick Nick Chubb's a first round pick, and Kareem Hunt is a late round pick. Yeah. So with the upside there, I mean, he's a, he's an incredible player. He can catch the ball. He's gonna be involved in that passing game. Uh, and, and playing the whole season so I can completely see something like that I could see him finishing as a sneaky rb1 that's bold um I see I personally got him right there you know as a hell of a flex player maybe even a a, a, a running back too but yeah I'd what,
1: definitely be comfortable with him being my running back two on a team this year
0: listen if Nick Chubb got hurt
1: oh then it's yeah that's I mean ridiculous. he would uh, I don't play fantasy football based off of hoping for injuries but I feel like if if he does man Kareem Hunt's going to be he's going to be up there with your elite yeah with yeah. your Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott's and you know and, Saquon's like just you're going to see Kareem Hunt just ball out of control yeah, he's and then good. it's too late it's yeah, too late yeah yeah I mean there's always those injuries and then people
0: just freak out over the waiver wire or mm-hmm. or if you're lucky enough to have that player as kind of like a handcuff on your team um listen if you're a if you're a Nick Chubb owner you'd be an idiot not to have Kareem Hunt on your team. So and you
1: could even start them both. Absolutely. Like if you put Nick Chubb in one of your running back spots and then throw Kareem Hunt in your flex or something if you have to. Like there's there's very few teams that you can say that about their backfield like I'd be willing to start both backs.
0: I mean, he could and he could easily, you know, put up 15-16 points per game in 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 a uh PPR setting which
1: is with is, Nick Chubb.
0: Yeah, and that's so, RB1 numbers. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah, so that's that's good. You know, that that's something right there. Another league winner right there, possibly. You know, Absolutely. And, that, and that's what we're here for, to help out these folks and help them, you know, find those little diamonds in the rough that can help them win their league. And I really, really like that one. That's a good one, a real good one. So, my number five, I'm gonna stay in that division. All right. And my number five bold, bold prediction. Is that Hollywood Brown will finish as a wide receiver one this year? Oh my God! And with I believe the Homer pick. Yeah, Come man. Come on. Hey, Hollywood's getting a lot of love, brother, and he's gonna put up a lot of points this year. He's gonna be featured in that offense, and 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 the training wheels are off, man. He's had that that screw and and that stuff taking out of his foot. I mean, he was talking about last year how he could barely even walk. And he was still – I mean, he still had seven touchdowns last year. Had 40, mm-hmm. 46 catches, 584 yards, nothing there is sexy. But he had seven touchdowns in that offense. This year, with with the chemistry between him and Lamar Jackson, they're like best buds and they didn't go get a wide receiver i mean they drafted a couple of guys but they didn't go and get uh, a stud or or go sign anybody or bring anyone in Uh, so he is the clear-cut number one wide receiver in this incredible offense and they're going to throw the ball a little bit more this year and he's going to be featured they're going to get him the ball in screen plays he was running the ball last year he is going to get a lot, a lot, a lot of touches. And right now, I've got him penciled in, man. I've got him penciled in at 77 catches over 1,000 yards, actually 1,089 yards with nine touchdowns.
1: If he's getting 77 catches, he's getting more yards than that.
0: Yeah, Because if
1: he's, he's a field stretcher, I think you're, you're going to see, if he's getting 77 catches this year, you're going to see him upwards of 1,300 yards.
0: Well, listen, let, let's just put it this way. If he does kept, catch 77 passes with 1,089 yards and nine touchdowns, that's 242 fantasy points in a PPR league. That would have been top seven last year in fantasy. So mm. easily, if you've got him penciled in for even more yards, if he makes those catches, shit, man, he, he, he could be a top, Three, you know, top five at least uh, wide receiver, and this is another guy that you that's not getting the respect. He's he's another wide receiver you can get later on in your draft, like a Tyler Lockett, um, like a Brandon Cooks, that's really really going to help you really take those running backs up front and 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 really build your team around that running game and go and get like a Hollywood, go get a Brandon cooks, go get some of these receivers later on because that's going to help you win your league. But like I said, man, Hollywood Brown is going to blow up this year. If you can get him in a dynasty league, if you can get him in a redraft league, if you can get him in a keeper league, it does not matter. I think he's a home run this year.
1: Yeah. Uh, He's going kind of later too in drafts. So you can uh, kind of sneakily pick him up. Nobody has ever trusted Baltimore wide receivers. So, no,
0: no, I, you know, I did, I did some drafts I, today, man. I picked <clears> him up in the seventh, almost eighth. I think I got him in the seventh, eighth round. Mm, think about that. I mean,
1: that's crazy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, so if you can, if you can get that, man, uh, I, I've watched a lot of shows, listened to a lot of podcasts, listened to a lot of stuff, man. Everybody's on this Hollywood train right now. And um, I'm, I'm on board with it as well, man. I think he's going to blow up this year. He's going to be a stud. He's going to be a league winner.
1: So I just did a uh, Superflex draft. Uh, just finished it up this morning, actually, and Marquise Brown went uh, the ninth pick in the eighth round, in the eighth round, and it's a twelve-team Superflex. Beautiful. So eighth round.
0: Gosh, man, that that's, yeah. I mean, that's a steal. That is a steal. There, there's just no way this guy's gonna get the volume, and he's man. I, I see Tyreek Hill. Uh, all day with Hollywood Brown. That's how I thought about him in in the beginning, and and I still see that moving forward. Uh, He's going to blow up.
1: All right. Let's see here. Where are we at? Number four? Yeah, we're on number four You ready to go? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, I'm going to go back to the the Raiders. And Brian Edwards. There's a lot of hate going on for Brian Edwards. I think he's the number one receiver in Las Vegas. Hmm. Over Hunter Renfro, over Henry Ruggs, over Darren Waller, their tight end who was a target hog. And uh I think he leads all rookie wide receivers this year in receptions. So uh, I I have him at a uh,
0: Wait time. All wide receivers, all rookie wide
1: receivers. All rookie wide receivers. Woo-hoo. Brian Edwards is the number one wide receiver. And it's just because of, like, uh landing spot for some of them. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying that he's the best wide receiver to come out of the draft, but I am saying that he is going to lead the rookie wide receivers because of his talent set being there in Vegas. So I, I have him with uh, around 65 receptions, about 900 yards, and six or seven touchdowns, somewhere around there.
0: Man, that'd be nice.
1: Yeah, so I... I I like Henry Ruggs, uh, but I I think like you're going to see him cross in the middle a lot, and he's kind of a deep threat because he's fast. Mm-hmm. I think they intend to use him as a Tyreek Hill, um, but he's not their number one wide receiver. Now Hunter Renfro was a, a target monster at the end of last year. Um, he's going to be good for real football, but not so much for fantasy. Because let, let, let let's be real here. Now I, I talked earlier about Cam Newton possibly go like I'd like to see him there, uh, but even with Derek Carr there they don't have a big bodied receiver there other than Darren Waller. And that's why Waller was so successful. Brian Edwards is six foot three, two hundred twelve pounds. He's gonna go get the ball. So as long as he stays healthy, he is the number one wide receiver in Vegas this year.
0: That's interesting, man, because this is a guy that you can most likely you're gonna get him. If you're got a rookie draft coming up here soon, uh I mean you can get him in what, the third round?
1: Third round, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean you're getting you're getting him for nothing. Hell, you can go make a trade with someone, trade them something small just to get an extra third round pick and boom, go take him. I mean yep. no I mean low risk, high reward. Heck, if someone's already made uh, if you've already been through a draft, uh maybe go try and pick him up. I mean, I don't think anybody uh anyone's really
1: has I think at uh, worst you're gonna pay for it's a second. Like unless somebody's a truther like me. Yeah. Like absolutely. I'm gonna I'm gonna want a first round pick for him.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, and you've got those guys. There's always these guys in a in a fantasy league, um, and you know what I'm talking about, that it, it just because they own these players, whatever player is on their roster is going to blow up.
1: Like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You know what
0: I'm talking about? That guy mm-hmm. in your league, mm-hmm. like, I can't trade Mike Gasicki because he's he's going to blow up, you know. I mean, he's this and this and this, you know. I. There's always that guy that, no matter who he has, man, there are going to be studs. It doesn't, it, it dude, I mean, yeah.
1: So, yeah, everyone's for sale for the right price.
0: Yeah, I'm right there with you too, man. I mean, you can't win without, I mean, listen, just uh, like so many people say out there, uh, your 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 league isn't won. A, champ, a fantasy championship's not won through the draft. About a third of it is. The other yep. third, I mean, the other, the second third of it is through, you know, trades and and waiver wire. And then, and just like Brad Evans says, with you know, used to be with Yahoo and now with SiriusXM, the other third is just just luck. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you know, I go think maybe out there, a little
1: more than a third.
0: Go out there and draft the guy if you haven't, if you can, go draft him. If not, go trade for him because you're not going to give up jack squat for him, and that really could pay off. Listen, if if, if that happens, man, home run, home run, mm-hmm. especially moving forward. And then maybe you can cash out on the guy and uh, really sell high with him, especially in a dynasty.
1: So if any of you are listening and you're in any of my leagues, um, I'm Dynasty Rob, and most of my leagues, please try to sell me Brian Edwards. I will buy.
0: (laughs) You are a buyer. Mm. There you go. All right, man. Well, my number four, my number four, someone we talked about earlier um, that we're going to talk about now, Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette will finish as a top five running back in PPR leagues this year.
1: Okay, okay. I think with Minshew taking a step forward, I can see it. I don't know how bold said bold take is. Dude's a beast. Yeah. He just uh, doesn't get along with the leadership down there in Jacksonville.
0: No, no. And, and like we said in our AFC South uh, episode uh, a couple of weeks back, uh, the, the offense runs through him. And yeah, they, they're not going to, he's probably not going to be there next year. Most likely he's, he's out the door next year. So they're going to run the wheels off of him.
1: And I agree. You know, he
0: had over 300 touches last year. He had 265 carries, um, and 76 catches. Now he only had three touchdowns last year. There's gotta be some positive, uh, regression there with this. I I still have him, you know, with 250, you know, plus carries, um, maybe 70 catches, and, and and I've got. Let's see. Let's say he doubles that touchdown mark. Say he's got six touchdowns. Um, you know, if he has seventy catches, I mean, he's going to be top five material as far as fan, His fantasy production is going to be top five if he even doubles his touchdowns from three to six.
1: I don't know that he's going to get that many receptions this year, though. You don't. So no, and and I I think. Chris Thompson. Like, yeah, Chris Thompson's there, and they drafted LaVisca Chenault. And Didi Westbrook's supposedly healthy. I'm not holding my breath, but uh, LaVisca Chenault's a, a little bit of a beast, and he's got very short hands. So I, I think they're going to ease up some of the touches on Fournette. Now, run the wheels off of him, like actually running, running? Yes. And I can see some positive regression in the touchdown category, which is going to keep him up there in your RB5 land, like you said.
0: Yeah, I I don't know if he has 76 catches, because that is an awful lot. Um, Yeah. Because I want to say he had like 100 targets. Um, So he may not have that, but let's just say he has 70 catches, and that's what I have him penciled in for. Um, I have some, some, you know, him taking a step back as far as his receiving production, just like you think, maybe just not as much. Um, And he may be catching one touchdown pass out of the backfield, um, but if he goes to six touchdowns and still has all those carries – it's going to put him in top top 5 category because i think there's a couple of guys that fall out of that top 5 in PPR leagues uh Aaron Jones i mean everyone uh, listen you can't count on touchdowns and he had a crap ton of them last year
1: yes but, he did
0: and so you talk about that 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 regression i i think he's i think people are a little too hard on on Aaron Jones i think he's still a, a solid running back, and I'd love to have him in the league, and he's just not going to have a hundred touchdowns again next year like he did last well,
1: year. Uh, and the, a lot of people are getting low on him because uh, this is his last year mm-hmm. in Green Bay, and who knows what's going to happen. And uh, I, I talked about this before, and it seems to be the the way of the future for the NFL is they're just going to ride rookie contracts out with people with running backs, and unless. They are your Ezekiel Elliotts and Saquon Barkley's or Christian McCaffrey's, people that are a hundred percent deserving of a big contract. Now, and let's face it, like there's running backs that come out of college every year that could just run the ball and they just run the wheels off of them for two or three years and they just use their bodies up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, some guys so, aren't as special. I mean, you know, right. McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara. And Zeke and Saquon, those guys are special, special talents. Yeah. And you know, and people like Edward Solaire and Jonathan Taylor are going to be right there with it as well. But there's nothing special about Aaron Jones. Um, you know, he just got a, he just got a lot of touches, and they ran the ball every time. It, it, it would piss you off as an Air, as an Aaron Rodgers owner because you're like, all right, throw it to Devontae Adams or throw a touchdown. Throw, throw. It. Oh damn it, mm-hmm. they just handed it to Aaron Jones again. <laughs> um, you know, so. So he just had a lot of touchdowns. So I I have him falling out of that top five. Uh, He's not going to be a top five. And another guy I have fallen out of the top five as well is Austin Eckler. Now, don't get me wrong, I still think he finishes as as a back-end, kind of running back one, but I don't have him as a top five. But I do have Leonard Fournette sneaking in there um, and replacing one of those guys. So, yeah, good stuff there. Um, Like you were saying, you know, I put this on Instagram a few days ago. He's a major, major trade target of mine.
1: Yep, I saw if, that.
0: Yeah, it, it, on our Instagram page, I kind of put the reason why with, with what we were talking about with this volume and the touches and everything. If you are competing this year for a championship, go get Fournette. Oh, yeah. he He's going to get the touches, like we were saying. I'm not going to repeat myself, but the bottom line is 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 you can really kind of downplay him a little bit with maybe the Fournette owner in your league. Um Listen, the Jaguars suck. You know, they're he's not gonna he's not gonna get this or get that. He's not gonna get that many catches, or you know, he's not gonna have the, that much opportunity. And 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 they declined his fifth year option. He's not even gonna be there next year. Whatever you have to say to to discount him, do it and go get him because he's an RB one. He's a strong RB one. And he's going to help you win uh, a, a lot of games. And right now he's going in the third and sometimes in the fourth round uh, in these redraft leagues. Uh, if I can land him there, holy shit, I am happy as can be. And if you can go get him in a dynasty league, take full advantage of that. You know, talk him down a little bit, get him at a discount, and, and that's just...
1: that's if you're win now. Yeah, win now. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. Bu- I'm not buying him if I'm trying to win the next year or two. Yeah, if you're and in it's a just rebuild, cause you're gonna be or... stuck with him.
0: Yeah, yeah. If you're in a rebuild, don't. I wouldn't mess with him too much. But uh, if you're not, if you if you feel like you can win a championship this year, he's a guy that you can easily acquire that can get you over that hump. So yeah, uh, go get him. Go get him if you're competing. So, all right, man, we have made it to our top three. So, man, what do you got for me?
1: All right, about to get saucy. Uh oh. The Browns trade Odell Beckham. What? Yep. I think, he thro- I think he throws a little baby fit. I don't know where he's going to go, <laughs> but it's not going to be in uh, Cleveland. So I think he just uh, keeps throwing baby fits because he's not going to be the sole target hog. Now, last year, you saw him throw a couple fits on the field. Jarvis Landry is his buddy, mm-hmm. but he is upset that Jarvis Landry is getting more targets than him. Um, and I don't think it was by much. It was a couple of targets. But in Odell's mind, it just is all of them. So, uh now you were down on Austin Hooper there, but I do think he takes some targets away. He does. And then we were and, talking about and then Kareem, Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Right. So you got Landry and Kareem Hunt all upper like wide receiver running back twos in fantasy and David honestly, and Kareem Hunt being number one wide or number one option in fantasy like a top 10 running back. Uh David Njoku, eh, I think he's more of an athlete than a receiver. I, I'm I'm not I'm one of those people. I'm not high on Njoku.
0: I'm not either, but he but, but it's another mouth to feed. Right. And, and he
1: he's there. So and then Nick Chubb still like let's not forget that Nick Chubb is still there, so he's gonna get some targets too. And I think Odell is just gonna continue to throw baby fits because he wants to be the superstar and have all the the, the shiny lights on him. So I think Odell Beckham gets traded and someone else is gonna eat that that dead cat for the Browns. It's only fourteen million bucks. Someone that needs needs him is going
0: Green, to be Green Green Bay Packers.
1: No, 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 no.
0: Who?
1: I don't. I don't think so. I don't think they'd be willing to do that. If If, if I'm being honest, I'm thinking uh, Russell Wilson makes a case for it because he wants a true wide receiver one. Ooh. He's had Tyler Lockett, and Tyler Lockett is not a true wide receiver one. He's forced into the job because mm-hmm. there is nobody there.
0: You got DK Metcalf there as well. Man, that would be a sexy trio of wide receivers there. It would. It
1: really would. But I don't think Odell stays in uh, Cleveland all year.
0: Interesting. Traded by by the trade deadline, Odell is taking a hike. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. All right, man. I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay with the wide receiver uh, bashing right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And my number three bold prediction Mike Evans will finish outside the top twenty-four wide receivers in PPR <laughs>
1: leagues.
0: He won't even be a wide receiver two in fantasy this
1: year. As Jeremy um, says, get your mittens.
0: Yeah, get your mittens. That's a hot one. It is. It is. He, listen in that offense, uh, Brady works. He really just the you know the middle of the field. Uh, you know he works the tight ends, the slot receiver. I mean no. Uh, they're, they're so, so
1: is Chris Godwin the wide receiver one this year?
0: Eh, we'll we'll talk about that here all in right, a few minutes. Right. We'll talk about that here in a few minutes. Um, But, you know, n- let's say like Tom Brady, man, in, in New England last year, there wasn't a wide receiver, like an outside wide receiver. They got more than 54 targets.
1: Right. He don't like throwing out there. He doesn't.
0: He doesn't. I don't think it's an arm strength thing. It is. He's, yep. He doesn't have that arm strength. He he likes to work. You know, he likes to exploit and take advantage of these linebacker matchups or slot. You know, corners with these with these slot guys and, and tight ends. And I think that Mike Evans is going to catch a few touchdowns. But I don't. His receptions, his volume is not going to be there. And I don't think he I, he finishes outside the top twenty four in PPR leagues. Uh, now that's bold. But I really, really feel that that's going to happen, and it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt a lot of those Mike Evans owners, and, and we're going to see a lot. There are going to be a lot of pissed-off Mike Evans owners throughout the whole season. I and, agree. And and it's because of the way Brady plays. And so I, that's that's my opinion. Me and you have kind of talked about that before. But, yeah, Mike Evans will not finish as even a wide receiver to this year, and lucky if we can even get really flex production out of him. So sell him? If I had him, I would, because, you know, you know Brady's going to be there for at least two years, maybe three. Um, but over the next couple – in fantasy football, if you're in a dynasty league or a keeper league, there's those, those guys in your league that play – they love rookies, they love picks, and they're always playing for three years from now. And, mm-hmm. and those guys never win crap, because three years from now, it's going to be a whole different league. That's how yeah. it is. That's how it is in the NFL. And I don't have time, man. I don't have time to sit on someone like a Mike Evans and hope, you know, wait for the for the next quarterback to take over in Tampa for him to be fantasy relevant again. I'm selling him now and and you can still I mean there's so many wide receivers you could trade him straight up for that I would much rather have. Now I don't know of you know the list I could really go into but there are a lot of those wide receivers that I would rather have moving forward that are going to have better production uh, than him. And you know maybe you know Juju, Mark Cooper, AJ Brown. Um, I don't know if I want to take a chance on Odell Beckham, but someone like a, a Julio or a Calvin Ridley, uh, a guy that I'm I'm big on. We'll talk about in a few minutes is Cooper Cup, uh, DK Metcalf, Allen Robinson. Those are all guys um, I would rather have than mike evans over the next couple of years because i don't believe in brady's arm strength um the way he runs that offense man he's he's just not going to get a lot of looks a lot of volume um he'll have a couple of games where he might catch a couple of touchdowns um but that's it i mean last year i think he put up the majority of his points in like three or four games and i think that's going to be the same thing uh moving forward for the next couple of years um, that offense, I just don't see Mike Evans putting up big points at all.
1: All right. I, I'm following. I'm following. Let's go sell him. All right. All right. What do you got? What are we on to? Oh, man. Two, number buddy. two. Number two. The number two. All right. DeAndre Hopkins finishes outside the top 10.
0: I can see that.
1: Yep. So Larry Fitz last year had 109 targets, for got 75 receptions. Christian Kirk had 107 targets, 68 receptions. Uh DeAndre Hopkins needs 150 targets for 104 receptions. There's no way that happens. He yeah. he, he needs the targets and he's not gonna get the targets. It's just not gonna happen. Especially Kenyon Drake there as well. Kenyon Drake's gonna be a target hog too. And then you got like I said, Larry Fitz and Christian Kirk there still. Like there's just no way. Like I think maybe if Larry Fitz retires you're gonna see DeAndre Hopkins pick up next year, not this year though. And uh, there's he just doesn't have the chemistry with Kyler Murray yet. Like he can be the greatest receiver in the world, but all those other players have played with Kyler last year and helped him develop as a rookie. I
0: mean, so I, yeah, I mean, I, I completely just, agree. Um, you know, so
1: all the people that are super high on DeAndre Hopkins, sorry to cut you off. No, all the people super high on DeAndre Hopkins, I'm sorry to say he's gonna be outside the top ten. And wide receivers, honestly, maybe even further back. Not like not not as drastic as your Mike Evans take, but uh, DeAndre Hopkins is going to be outside the top ten.
0: You know what did he say with? Uh, uh, gosh, who was he talking with with uh, someone the other day? And he said that he saw his stats going up um, in this uh, Kingsbury passy uh, pass friendly attack, is what he says. Um, he says, I, I definitely see myself having one of my more productive seasons. Just like you said, he's got to get volume. And, and like I said, a lot of people have Kyler Murray taking a huge step forward, but th- he's not throwing the ball uh, 150 times uh, to DeAndre Hopkins. No way. I don't see it either. I mean, it's possible, I guess. I just don't see it happening to where he has 100 catches because you have Christian Kirk, just because you have Kenyon Drake. You've got Larry Fitzgerald in the slot. And like I said, he you got to build that rapport. And he had that with Deshaun Watson in Houston. They, they knew each other like the back of each other's hand, and they knew sure they, they you know, had the timing down and all that. With this shortened offseason and this coronavirus and everything going on, they've not had the chance to work together. It's going to be kind of a learn in progress uh, throughout the beginning of the season. It's going to affect his numbers. He could still finish as a back-end wide receiver one or a strong wide receiver two, but there's just no way in hell that his numbers are going to get any better are going to be better this year than last year there's just no way
1: you know what, man the more we talk about it i'm gonna sauce this up he's outside the top 15 interesting there's just no way it's happening i don't think everybody's so hyped on kyler murray i don't think kyler murray's that good that he can make deandre hopkins a wide receiver one
0: well he's definitely uh he's not, not he's not a better passer than deshaun watson
1: uh, you're gonna start some fights there. There's a lot of people yeah. that would argue with you on that, but yeah, I think chemistry-wise and stuff, I, I I agree. I I think that a lot of the aspects of his game are a little they're they're different than Deshaun Watson, so I, I'm curious to watch it all unfold. Like I think the that Arizona is gonna have a, quite a mean offense, but <sighs> Hopkins outside the top fifteen,
0: exactly. Um, it's just like we were saying, you know, I might get a little bit of hate because of this Kyler, Mer- uh, Kyler Murray, I, I'm not bashing Kyler Murray. I just think that Deshaun Watson is a, I'd rather have Deshaun Watson as my quarterback over Kyler Murray. And if,
1: Oh, well, you didn't say that the other day though, when we were talking,
0: well, no, I'm talking, I'm, I'm not talking about like fantasy. I'm not talking uh, fantasy. I'm like talking real football. I'm talking real football because if okay. I, if I had the. If you gave me the option to have the Hopkins Deshaun Watson combo, we already know what that produced. I'm taking yeah. that. I'm taking that all day. Over here's the thing, man. We're all we're hoping for. All uh, all these folks are hoping for is that Kyler can at least put up the same type of numbers as Deshaun Watson, and that he can. He, he's not done it yet, and we're hoping that he will. But you already right. know what we had with Deshaun Watson. So yeah, I, I just can't. Can't get on board. I'm not putting any money on the fact that his stats are going to go up um, outside the top 15. Now, that's that's pretty ballsy, but, uh, you know, that's what this show's all about. And mm-hmm. uh, so that's big-time stuff there. So, hmm, interesting. Well, all right, man. Well, I'm going to stick with wide receivers with my number two bold prediction. And my number two is that Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Will my fit, Cooper Cup. I love Cooper Cup. <laughs> Cooper Cup will finish as a top three wide receiver in fantasy this year. PPR leagues, of course. Top three? Top three. Oh, top
1: three. That's uh, Fuego. Mm-hmm.
0: Top three. Now, I'll tell you right now, my number two... Uh, finishing number two is, is Michael Thomas. So uh, we'll talk about my number one here in a few minutes, but Cooper Cup is going to finish as a top three wide receiver in PPR leagues. He, he put up good solid points last year. You've got Brandon Cooks is gone now. I'm t- Cooper Cup, we were just talking about 150 targets for DeAndre Hopkins. Cooper Cup is going to get 150 plus targets.
1: Uh, Did you see them? They're talking about Gerald Everett. Again, I guess because he's going to be healthy. I have a feeling that the Rams are going to run a lot of two tight end sets. So you're going to see Everett and Higby on the field at the same time. So I I think that's kind of using Everett's athleticism a little bit more. That's a a lot of targets for uh, Cooper Cup.
0: Hey, listen, Cooper Cup had 134 targets last year. He had 94 catches for 1,162 yards. He had 10 touchdowns. You know, he scored 250 fantasy points in PPR leagues. And this year, with Brandon Cooks being gone, uh, I'm not buying all this tight end stuff. Yeah, Higby and Everett will get some looks. Don't get me wrong. But he had 134 targets last year. He could easily surpass 150 targets this year in 94 catches. I've got him penciled in for 111 catches, 1,257 yards, and going from 10 touchdowns up to 13 touchdowns. It gives him, ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm telling you, man, it gives him 319 fantasy points for the year in mm. PPR leagues, which makes him a top three fantasy wide receiver. I'm telling you right now, that's going to happen. And he's another guy that you can go get for a pretty good deal right now. Now, he's not a huge discount, but man, he, he's going to blow up this year. And Robert Woods is going to blow up too. Don't be wrong. I'm not saying Robert Woods yeah, is going so to... I don't think Robert Woods doesn't get the love either, but I think both of these guys are going to be damn good wide receivers. But Cooper Cup, he he is a, just a he is one of those guys like McCaffrey where man all he does is eat sleeps and shits football that's all he does that's, <laughs> that's all That's it. all he does he's a he's a football nerd man that's all he lives for and in this he is going to put up monster numbers and the numbers I just gave they're not much more than what he did last year so if if he does achieve 150 plus targets which I think that he will I mean 160 plus targets that's doable absolutely he could flirt with maybe you know top two maybe even finish as the number one wide receiver this year depending if an injury happens or something mm. but right now i've got him as my number three wide receiver in ppr leagues i'm telling you go get him if you can draft you haven't done your draft yet go get his ass i'm telling you he's gonna win you games
1: mm-hmm. all right need a little drum roll for my Oh, yeah, one. we're, we're <laughs> at number <laughs> And you're number, number one. one. My number one bold take. Are you guys ready for this? I'm Are you ready? ready? You ready, 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 Bob? Ready. All right. Ready. A.J. Green plays a full season. Oh. 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 Yeah. You that's just, the bold take of the ju- day. You
0: just lost <laughs> me. You just lost <laughs> me. No way. Yeah,
1: A.J. Green plays a full season. That's my bold take for the... Uh, for the whole year. Yay, we're doing it. Um so <laughs> So you're I saying
0: think, he's gonna play more games than Will Fuller this year.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> add, that's we'll add that. AJ Green plays a full season, equaling more games than Will Fuller. So I I, and you know what? I think the dude's magic when he's on the field. He is. And if he can get out there and do some practice stuff and get some chemistry with Joe Burrow, you've got to look out for this guy. Like, he's going to have a, a, a decent stat line. Now, you still got Tyler Boyd and John Ross there, and they drafted T. Higgins. Uh, um, if, if A.J. Green play, still plays a full season, I, I see him as, like, a, a mid-to-high-end wide receiver, too, just because of how many other options are there for the Bengals to use. Uh, and Joe Mixon, too. You know what I mean? Like, they just he's still going to be if AJ Green plays a full season he's going to be a wide receiver too this year I, so
0: yeah i mean yeah if he plays yeah. all 16 games there's no way he doesn't um that's a that's a big if but that's i mean that's what this show's all about man mm-hmm. is, is uh having these bold takes because <laughs> yeah i mean that that that's bold i mean it's he hasn't played a, god i'm not touching that guy for nothing man
1: hold you know? on i don't know there's a trade that went down, uh, in one of my leagues. Let me see if I can find it. It was AJ Green mm-hmm. for a 2021 20, second, and this guy is a win now team. So, if it happens,
0: if it happens, then that's if worth it, it
1: happens, that's that'll you know, be worth that, it. That's, uh, that's a that's pretty good trade. So, we'll see. I
0: don't know. You, you, you have a, a disgruntled A.J. Green owner who just got rid of his ass. I mean, mm-hmm. he's still got a second-round pick out of him. Um, but, you know, if he can put up, you know, top-end wide receiver two numbers, maybe – listen, if if he plays 16 games, if he plays 17 – you know, if he plays all 17 weeks, if he plays 16 games, how's he not a wide receiver one?
1: You That's know? just too many weapons there. I, I think it's it's too much. You think I, that I don't know. It, yeah, it just Tyler Boyd
0: and, and 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 T Higgins and and things like that are going to interfere with him.
1: I, so. I do. <laughs> okay. I do. And I think you you got to think about the security blankets for a rookie quarterback is going to be a tight end. Um, I, I'm kind of like very very end of the draft picking up CJ Ozoma mm-hmm. in dynasty drafts, uh, just because I, I feel like he could be the touchdown guy there. And it's just when they get in the red zone, you're gonna see a, a slightly panicked Joe Burrow out there looking for his big body tight end.
0: Yeah, when he has the uh, when he has that Steelers defense and that Ravens defense come crashing in on him,
1: mm-hmm. yeah,
0: he's gonna be in a he's gonna be in panic. Well, shoot, mode.
1: even Cleveland's defense is getting scary.
0: Especially if they pick up uh, Jadavian Clowney. I mean they they've made the best offer. We're trying. To him. Yeah, I mean I you know if you have him and Miles Garrett lining up on both sides, uh, sure. yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. I, I I hope it doesn't happen as a Ravens fan and I'm sure you don't same want to. same as happen. the Steelers. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So, all right. Here, number My 1. number 1 bold prediction. Chris Godwin finishes as the number 1 wide receiver in PPR leagues this year. Chris Godwin, put it in the bank, buddy. Pound on the desk. Yep. All right. Number 1. Wide receiver in fantasy this year. It's not going to be Michael Thomas. It's going to be Chris Godwin. He, with it's the Bra- Brady effect. It absolutely is. Listen, he's a stud already. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's their slot wide receiver. I don't think it's going to be the Tyler Johnson guy or the, you know, Scotty Miller, the Scotty Miller. It's, they're going to get the ball into godwin's hands as much as possible all of this I know.
1: we'll see scotty miller's a little white dude like well that's like julian edelman little white dude
0: yeah that wes welker but i i really think (laughs) they are going to do everything they can to get the ball in godwin's hands because i mean last year uh let's like edelman for instance we're talking about edelman he had 153 targets last year you know Mm -hmm. he had 100 receptions last year you know edelman did okay he had 100 edelman had 100 catches last year you know how many catches yeah. Godwin had? Eighty-six.
1: And that's with a, a blind Jameis Winston. Yeah.
0: You don't think that's going up? You know how many targets he had last year with Jameis? One hundred and nineteen. Edelman had a hundred uh, going up. Yeah. Edelman mm-hmm. had one hundred and fifty-three. Listen, if 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 he gets one hundred and fifty plus targets like Edelman did, he's going to have one hundred and twenty-five catches. He's gonna have over fourteen hundred, almost fifteen hundred yards uh, receiving, and he had nine touchdowns last year. This year, he'll have at least eleven. Let's say give give him two more in this. Summit. He'll have eleven plus touchdowns, and that right there, that stat line gives him three, almost three hundred and fifty fantasy points, easily making him the number one wide receiver in fantasy this year.
1: Go um, and get I want to see. I want to see him blast Mike Thomas then on uh, Twitter.
0: <laughs> he can, he can. Well, that would be hilarious hey listen what what if you know talk about blasting people but think about it you know this this little bit of rivalry between Brady and Drew Brees you know uh, that's being-
1: why I was so excited when he went down to Tampa like a lot of people hate Tom Brady I, I I don't really care for the guy but I understand why he went to Tampa I think he wanted to play Drew Brees twice a year and I think he wanted to play Matt Ryan twice a year
0: yeah, it, but that's the thing is 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 with the little I don't know the friendly competition. It's competition. Yeah. It's
1: competition. Is but, all it is. But he, he but, was in a, he was in AFC East before. Like mm-hmm. let's be, he was playing a crappy Jets team, mm-hmm. a, a rebuilding Bills team who started to get it together. They always lost in Miami for some reason to a terrible team down there. But I think he wanted the the more competition.
0: Yeah, but and, I, I it, like you said. I think it's there's a little bit more to it between him and Breeze. You know them mm-hmm. being, uh, you know over 40 years old and, and each like every time one of them throws a touchdown, they're like breaking each other's (laughs) records, Mm -hmm. you know, which is really, really funny to watch. It's going to be very entertaining this next year to watch. And then, you know, I I could see something like, you know, uh, what was it? Michael Thomas had 149 catches last year with, with Drew Brees. What if, what if Brady wants to go and break that with Chris Godwin and gets him a (laughs) hundred, you know, does whatever he can to get him 150 catches, you know, I can see that happening this year. Just for that friendly, just that to, just, just
1: to taunt Drew Brees, just
0: to piss him off, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Just to just to do it because that's the thing that that Brady Brady, as funny as it is, get you know fifty championships, but he, he plays with a little bit of a chip, and yeah, and and I think that he's going to be extra motivated this year, being in a whole new place. Uh, having all these wide receivers, having all these weapons, having Gronk back, and things like that, but I really think that Godwin is going to absolutely blow up. Uh, he is this year's Michael Thomas, um, and and he's a guy. Now I'm not saying you can really get him at a discount. You can't, but I, you can get him in the second round. I mean he's he's in the second round easily yeah. in a lot of drafts right now, and and slipping maybe into the top of the third round if you can, if you have that.
1: You pull some trickery and talk up Mike Evans to somebody and pick up Chris Godwin for a little cheaper.
0: Yeah. Say you've got the number two, number three pick in the draft, like we were talking about earlier, and you pick up a a Saquon or a Zeke or a Dalvin, and uh, you come around at the end of the second round, and you take a Godwin. And then right at the turn, right there in the third round, you take maybe a Kenyon Drake or a Mm -hmm. Leonard Fournette or a Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Or something like that now you coming back around uh later on in the draft and maybe you take a Cooper cup uh you take a Hollywood Brown I Matt think about that man this is all easily done
1: in your face. You're, you're making me want to go to a startup do it
0: do it tonight man go do I'm not it. doing it tonight my uh,
1: <laughs> wife will kill me
0: true true but I'm just no. saying when you have some t- I, I encourage you folks out there do a mock draft And watch, it happens. You can go and get, if you you do a mock draft and you take a number, take the second or third slot, you can get one of those stud running backs, come back around, get someone like uh, Edward Solera, Kenyon Drake, um, or if Godwin falls to you, boom, home run, and then take one of those guys on the turn. You can still get Hollywood later on. You can get Cooper Cup later on. Uh, there's so many of these guys: it, it, Leonard, Leonard Fournette, Cam Akers, Brandon Cooks. So a lot of these guys that I mentioned. All of these guys you can get and build up a superstar team and absolutely win your league in a redraft. So yeah, I, I, I encourage people to go out there, play around. Uh, whether it's on Yahoo, my fantasy league, ESPN, whatever it is, uh, do some mock drafts and watch it happen. You know, do your practice. It, yeah,
1: my, mock drafts drive me nuts, man. I'm a I'm team slow draft. <laughs> so when people just set these mocks up, it's like I get a one minute clock and I don't even have time to look at my draft board to kind of like oh well if I was building this team I'd pick this guy and then I was like do auto pick like oh
0: yeah I, good I thing
1: don't... I had time for that I, I just that drives me nuts a little bit so well, I, I, I and, watch them I'll sit there and like I get invitations to them and I will watch them I just won't join one of the teams well so I still you get do the them. feel for it but yeah
0: I mean they're fun to do if you if you stick it out. Um, because listen, everybody makes
1: a, uh,
0: everybody makes a pretty good pick in the first two, three, four rounds.
1: It seems pretty vanilla to me though. Like there's nobody really jumping out of the, like, uh, this is my guy. Like there's nobody drafting Chris Godwin at like fourth or fifth overall over Mike Thomas. Yeah. Like that's not happening. It's no, just not.
0: no, it's not. And and, and, you know, and the thing about these mock drafts too that that'll I should go
1: into you. one and just do it just to screw people over, just yeah. to mess up their whole their whole like thing. I don't I don't I don't typically do that, but I think it'd be hilarious well, to go in there and number the fifth pick overall or something like that and take uh, Chris Godwin.
0: Well, there's, there's guys that go in and they and the mock draft is to practice. And there's a lot of guys that'll go in there. It drives me nuts too. And they'll will be dudes that'll go in there and like. Uh, uh, they'll just do the first two rounds because just for, just for this, for this conversation's sake, you know, they might go, you know, I want to see if I can get Godwin at the end of the second round and they'll try it. If they don't, then they drop out and then the whole damn, then they're auto picking for the, you know, they're out and they're auto picking and you got two or three guys that do that. They, they want to practice the first two, three rounds and then they're out and then it's just, you know,
1: the computer's making all the picks for him and that always gets on your nerves. Cause yeah. You're, there's, that some... bugs me. Yeah. Cause I, I like to see like, who can I sneakily pick up in like the seventh or eighth round? Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, just let's see who falls down to there. And, and unfortunately a lot of my leagues, I'm in with the same people. And it's a lot of guys from like the trade addicts network and stuff like that. Like we've just kind of done like spinoffs and everything of, of the trade addicts league. So it's the same scoring and, format and everything but you know uh dynasty outhouse doesn't really like to do a ton of startups so the rest of us are itching for it so we just yeah. do like oh we're like this year i'm in one with uh it's a redraft league but we're doing uh it's like a full uh what do you call it best ball we're doing mm-hmm. best ball one super flex and some of the people that were falling late was very very interesting. So. Like, I I'm kind of well, curious uh, that, now to see when Chris Godwin went.
0: Well, there's people like like in best ball leagues that tend to go higher, like a Will Fuller, a Hollywood Brown, uh, people like that that are bigger home run hitters. Those mm-hmm. those tend to go higher uh, than usual in a best ball draft. So
1: in the best ball draft here, Chris Godwin went uh, the at the two eight, so eighth pick of the second round in the twelve team league. That's what I'm Super talking flex. about. That's what I'm talking so, about.
0: That you know, it, it, now and that guy's run-
1: team started with. Uh, let me let me run this down because I'm I'm big on this Chris Godwin thing with you now. Mm-hmm. Like you got my wheels a turning. Mm-hmm. So Dalvin Cook went. So this guy's picking uh, fifth round or f- fifth pick of the first round. Sorry. So first round he got Dalvin Cook. Then he went Chris Godwin, Aaron Jones in the third. Now it's best ball in single year. So I like it. Uh, Cooper Cup in the fourth. Then he got Stefan he got Stephon Diggs in the fifth. His first quarterback that he took in the Superflex League is Kirk Cousins. Then he got Keenan Allen in the seventh. Will Fuller in the eighth, which in best ball Will Fuller's a stud. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then Damian Williams in the ninth round. Um Ben Roethlisberger in the tenth shoot man and and then from there it's just kind of stuff starts to fall off you know what i mean but uh but at that point like that guy's team is just riddled and uh, with talent and uh,
0: and, and and that's an actual draft, you know. I don't right. want people to you know say, "Hey, I'm telling people to go and do mock drafts and go and practice and watch. You can get this guy and you can get Cooper Cup here and you can mm-hmm. get Chris Godwin there." Maybe, you know, I'll take a step back. It is a mock draft, so people are testing things. So those drafts may not go according um, to plan. You know, in a, in a couple months when it actually does count.
1: Right, um, and this is with guys that know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're in one of your home leagues or something like that, and you're trying to get things going, like encourage your, your future teammate or uh, league mates to go do some mocks too. So they can kind of get a feel for where people are going. It ultimately will make your draft go so much better because people will draft a team that makes sense, especially for your format. So if you're starting up a new league or something, you got a home league going on, like get people that are actually going to put the effort in. Don't just like throw some people together Especially if you're doing a dynasty draft, get them in there doing mocks and seeing where dynasty values are versus redraft values. So, do both and see what the difference is. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I said, I think Chris Godwin takes the place of Michael Thomas, especially this time next year. We'll be talking about Godwin as the first receiver off the board, uh, especially if Hopkins takes a little bit of a step back. Um, I think that Michael Thomas takes a little bit of a step back because Drew Brees most likely is going to retire after this year uh, unless something drastic happens. And Tom how's... Brady's
1: still playing. Drew Brees is still going to play.
0: Yeah, it could be. Now, if that's the case, then Michael Thomas is still top three. Um, but if he does retire, I mean, are we really going to trust Taysom Hill? I mean, they're saying he's the guy, but let's just say it is Jameis. Say, J- they could keep, be. say they keep Jameis. I mean, you know, but I really do think this time next year, Chris Godwin is going to be that number one receiver, um, off the board. And I, and I think, you know, your top three guys could be him, Michael Thomas and Cooper cup. You know, right. me crazy. It's bold it's bold but that that's that's uh I'm sticking to it so all right you do that yeah
1: well all right man well I think that was a uh, I think that was a good show man what'd you think oh yeah I had a, I had a good time I definitely enjoy uh, talking a little extra stuff just about bold takes and how I'm feeling about players so yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Yep, and, and and
0: we do appreciate everyone out there that's given us a listen. And like Rob said earlier, um, if you wouldn't mind, feel free to go, you know, leave us a, a, a good review. Subscribe to our, our show. Uh, feel free to message us or tweet us. Um, and, and, let you know, if you have any questions, trade advice, trade anything at all, any suggestions uh, for the show, we're always open to it. We want to make sure uh, that we put on the best show and that we help Each and every one of you out there win a championship, and a lot of the stuff we went over today – most definitely could do that very thing. It'll keep your wife's off your ass if you lose money. Cause mm-hmm. I know my, mine always ask me all the damn time, you know, like, well, how much money did you pay to get in that league? How much money did you pay to get in that oh league? My oh my God. Yeah. I hear it all the time, man. Like less so less
1: than you spent on that purse.
0: Exactly. So <laughs> maybe it'll keep your wife off your ass a little bit there and, and or, you know, vice versa, if your husband if you there's any, any ladies out there that play and your husband's asking the same thing, it'll keep him from nagging you. Too. So, you know, like I said, any help or any suggestions you have, we're we're always uh, open to it. That's what we're here to do is to help you folks out there. So, so we got
1: a new uh, Twitter handle, right?
0: Um, we're working on it. We're working on it right now. Um, if you want to tell some folks about it, there, go right ahead.
1: So, yeah, uh, we were the PPR podcast, right? And uh Bob and I had a conversation for a while last night. I think. I looked down and we got off the phone, man. We were talking for like over an hour just on the phone. Uh, Unfortunately, it wasn't recorded because your microphone cord was jacked up. Mm -hmm. But uh, we we talked for a while, and I think we settled on... uh, We're going to do a little rebranding, and uh, we're going with the Dynasty Pros Fantasy Show. I think that's what we settled on, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. We are are going to do a a new uh, Twitter handle here soon. Um, It's going to be called The Dynasty Pros. And uh, we're looking at doing our own website, uh, expanding out. We've gotten a lot of positive feedback and a lot of uh, contributions and everything uh, to us for this. and And we're hoping to expand and, and add even more, bring some more people in, involve some more people. Uh, you know, put more podcasts out there, have the website going. That's on down the road, but you know, it's going to be called the Dynasty Pros. And we're going to be here to help you all with any of those keeper league questions, any any dynasty league stuff. Um, so that's we'll be doing some rebranding, but for the time being, we're still going to be the PPR podcast. But eventually, it will be the Dynasty Pros Fantasy Show. So right.
1: Uh, so so uh, on Twitter, you're uh, the underscore PPR underscore podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, I I run the back row Steelers show. So you can hit me up there. It's at back row Steelers. Yep. So if you want to ask uh, myself something directly, feel free uh, again at back row Steelers and at the underscore PPR underscore podcast.
0: Yep. And if anyone wants to get involved, feel free to, to message us there as well. Uh, if you have any ideas, like I said, we're looking for some folks to bring on uh, to cover some teams and to cover some different things as far as podcasts and articles and such. Um, so if you have any ideas or want to get involved, feel free to hit us up anytime uh, message us at, at you know any point. We, we, we would love to talk with you and kind of move forward with something. So absolutely yep well all right well listen rob i appreciate you brother it's been a, another great show we hope that this will uh like we said h- help you win some ball games this year you know maybe uh put a little money in your pocket by the end of the year so again that's the idea yep yep thanks for listening to the show um uh, in the next few episodes, we're going to be getting back into like the divisions and things like that. And I think in a couple of episodes, me and you've been kind of talking about maybe our top, you know, maybe our top 10 sell nows and maybe some Mm -hmm. of our top 10 buys, um, you know, some, some guys we we're going to, we're going to advise you to kind of cash out on now. And some of those guys, we want you to go ahead and pick them up because they're going to blow up soon. So, uh, you know, kind of keep your eyes open for those next shows. Uh, We'll put it all over the place. But until then, we appreciate you listening to us. Um, And everyone, please, please, please stay safe.